If you're like many people who don't enjoy going to the dentist, I'm sure you have checked out different ways to get the same experience from your home. Well, on this episode of The Internship Show, we speak with Becky Hawk from a leader in the teledentistry space, Smile Direct Club. Becky Hawk is a human resources leader at Smile Direct Club and has experience across many HR disciplines in various industries, including consumer packaged goods, tech, and telehealth. Her goal professionally is to help all talent realize their fullest potential and thrive in their career journeys. Her experience in the talent space and advice to students looking to differentiate themselves in the recruitment process is top of the line. Becky, thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. So for all of our listeners, could you introduce yourself as well as your role at Smile Direct Club? Sure. So my name is Becky. I look after our talent management, inclusion and belonging early talent and employer reputation here at Smile Direct Club. And I've been with the business for a little over a year and a half, and we're based in Nashville, Tennessee. And could you go into your background in talent? Because it is so integral um, into what plays into your role at Smile Direct Club. Sure. So I've been very fortunate that I have worked across a variety of HR disciplines, everything from a generalist to talent acquisition to organizational effectiveness. And I've had the good fortune of experiencing cross-functional industries. So I went from my graduate degree right to Mars, which is a Fortune Top 100 consumer packaged goods organization. I also dip my toe in the water at a local technology company here in Nashville, and then ended up back at Smile Direct Club, which is a disruptive telehealth uh, direct-to-consumer med tech platform. So for us, we were founded on the simple belief that everyone deserves a smile they love, and our mission is to give access to the world's most iconic, powerful, and universal symbol of happiness, which is ultimately a smile. That is so awesome, and I know that everyone, even if you are very um, like the dentist, you've heard of Smile Direct Club because you've looked as to how can I get that smile that I want, and that's so, so great to hear. And so from your experience and talent, what have you brought to the internship space and early talent space at Smile Direct Club? Yeah, so we're a we're a very new business. So we just celebrated our fifth birthday last year. And I think one of the things that's really critical is being a high growth disruptive brand. We transitioned from what would be this scrappy startup to a larger organization and the change that comes with that. So I was fortunate enough to be brought on to actually stand up our first, what we call our Grinternship program. We love our puns here at Smile Direct Club, uh, which was meant to start this year. So I think one of the things that makes Smile Direct Club unique is we have a concept called Big Jobs Early. So I, I can speak from personal experience The degree of exposure and learning and the very talented people that I work with is second to none across the various companies I've worked with. Uh, So I get to interact with the C-suite. I get to interact with people who come from a Google, a Tesla, you name it. So there's this really great melting pot of diversity of thought and various experiences. I think the other thing when I think about what did that mean from an early talent perspective is... You know, I've, my philosophy is sometimes 
you know, you don't really know what you want to be when you grow up. And sometimes it takes doing the wrong thing or being able to test and learn and pilot to figure it out what I definitely don't want to do versus, hey, here's where my passion lies. And I think that's one of the really unique elements of Smile Direct Club is you have that opportunity to be curious, to challenge the status quo, to raise your hand, and really experience a variety of different learnings. And again, meet make great people to help you further solidify where it is that you want to go from a long-term career perspective. Could you speak about the culture at Smile Direct Club and maybe some of your favorite parts of the culture? Yes. Yeah, so we have our we have our seven truths to grin by and we have a really phenomenal uh, we C-suite team. And so we've got leaders who have worked across all different industries. And our CEO, David Katzman, uh, you know, he is a he's a legend, as it were. He's a phenomenal business leader and thought partner. And so our seven truths are really geared around, first and foremost, our business is integrated in affordability, accessibility, and convenience. So thinking like a customer is key. And I think what's really interesting, specifically about being in people and organization, which is our equivalent of HR, is our customers are essentially both our team members as well as our end users or our, our folks that are purchasing our product. And how that translates to our culture is, you know, are we thinking about the customer? Are we enabling an effective, flawless, quality product? And are we constantly innovating? You know, as we think about even the world right now and all the challenges with COVID, nothing like a, nothing like a crisis drives innovation. And I think that's embedded in our day in the life at Smile Direct Club because it is, it's the Wild West. Won't, won't beat around the bush there. Uh, so, you know, you, if you see a problem, you go after it. You have accessibility to those leaders and those key thought partners. And also, we're growing international. So there are some team members. Uh, we had a team member who actually came on to the broader talent acquisition team and was already promoted and is now supporting our international P&O team. And so it's coming from much more evolved or legacy businesses, the ability of speed and the opportunity to drive value is so expediated here. And so talk about being able to come in, have a great project, and then actually see it on shelf or in process. I don't know that that happens more broadly um, in other businesses. I, I personally haven't seen it. So that is definitely something as well I'm super proud of from an SDC perspective because you're getting to work on real-time business challenges and will ultimately see your work in action, uh, which I think is really meaningful, especially for early talent. Could you speak about maybe one of your favorite of uh, the seven trees that you mentioned? Ooh, so let's see. I so for me, I'm a I'm an altruist, meaning I, I always want to be able to do the most good. So I go back to being inspired by why. So it's you know, you're going to have good days and then you're going to have days that you love a little less, right? That just comes with the territory for any role or any company that you work with. And for me, it's about does the mission of the company, does the culture of the company, the talent philosophy, the leadership resonate with you so much so that no matter the type of day you're having, you can go back to that sense of purpose and what you're setting out to do. So that one for me is really key, um, especially as I'm coaching you know, my team members or even early talent of like, hey, this may feel really uncomfortable. So let's go back to why this matters and the impact that you're gonna have as it relates to driving our business mission forward. 
And does early talent at Smile Direct Club have the same level of accessibility that it seems like employees across the entire company have with execs? Yes. So uh, last year we did a we did a small pilot uh, for for our green turns, and you know we hosted a lunch with one of our our, our chief operating officer. Uh, so they had a chance to learn about him. You know, kind of field questions, and for us we have a few programs that we're really proud of. The the intricacy of our business is because we're so highly matrixed, you're going to have such key players in the room, no matter what level of the business that you're at. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you are a coordinator, you work in corporate operations, whatever that looks like, everyone is valued, everyone opinion counts. And our CEO has said before, it's like, speak up, we believe in healthy debate, and we want to hear from you because ultimately, you're going to help us be better. So I also think too, from a, from a Grinternship perspective, you may even have more accessibility <laughs> at times because the timeline that you're with us is a bit um, expedited or shortened. And we incorporate experiences within our program to allow for that accessibility, that mentorship um, with those higher powers that be based on the areas that you're interested in or the specific project that you're supporting. And could you speak about your belief on the importance of mentorship and having a mentor as a college student? Yeah. So one of the questions I get a lot is, what's the difference between a mentor and a coach and a buddy? And, you know, when I think about a mentorship or even just anyone in early talent, I have always taken the approach that you can learn something from everyone. Sometimes you can learn what not to do. Sometimes you can learn, hey, I really admire that. How do I diversify the people that I engage with such that I can take what resonates most with me and make it my own? Uh, so for us, that really kind of stems into the philosophy of having strong people agility and being able to recognize what does great look like in others. So from a mentorship perspective, I think it's about as, a, as an early talent individual, how do you kind of sit down and figure out, okay, what am I good at? What am I really passionate about? And who can help me fine tune that? Or who do I think maybe think so differently from me? And they would actually challenge my way of thinking because I find that, you know, from a mentorship perspective, it's a bit like dating. You have to make sure you feel comfortable. You're going to be super vulnerable. Uh, but I do think that there's power as you build your confidence of, Consulting and finding a mentor that is so very different from you because they're going to challenge your way of thinking. And I, I always believe that the secret to success is not necessarily finding data or affirmation for my line of thinking. It's finding someone that completely disagrees with me and being able to uncover the rocks so that I'm going in with a very well-balanced, inclusive perspective in whatever it is I'm trying to do. And I also wouldn't underestimate the power of a peer-based mentorship. So a lot of times people think, oh, if I, if I have a mentor that's higher up in the business, that may or may not help me. Yes and no. Of course, you want to have allies, advocates, and ambassadors um, across the board. But I would also say, like, leverage your peers. So there may be those around you that landed a great internship. What did they like? What did they not like? Uh, and always remember that everywhere, I think that every time someone gets where they're going, 
never underestimating all the people that helped you get there, big or small, and how can you give back to others who will ultimately following behind you? So I know that was a, a, a lengthy answer, but uh, you know, I definitely think there's a lot of different ways that you can approach that and you know, finding what makes sense for you and kind of challenging your way of thinking is key for me in any type of mentorship relationship. And it seems like grin turns, which by the way, is one of my new favorite <laughs> ways to say an internship have an ability to experience that mentorship while with Smile Direct Club? Yeah, so we have uh, what I would call kind of three tiers. So it goes back to advocates, ambassadors, uh, <clears throat> And for me, you'll have a peer buddy. So you'll have someone that's been in the role, uh, maybe newer to the workforce, that you can just kind of use for the day in the life questions. Uh, so they're there, they're, they've done the work, they can be a really great resource for you. Uh, then from a mentorship perspective, of course, you'll have your leader, and then you'll get a, a, a mentor that would be able to support you as it relates to your specific development aspirations or things that may be helpful. So. One thing that I think a lot of our early talent develops in is around how do I deal with ambiguity, how do I build my business acumen, and how do I transfer the skills that I'm learning to, to the corporate or the, the, the specific industry that I'm going into. The other kind of element of that is inspirational leadership. So I would equate that to your C-suite folks. So, uh, you know, connecting with our, our chief people officer or doing fireside chats or sometimes even speed dating and being able to ask some powerful questions to those key leaders in the business. Uh, so, so we have a couple of different levers that we pull in order to do that. But again, accessibility, open door, uh, you know, we're a very fast, agile moving organization. So I, I think that happens naturally as well. Um, you know, just kind of in your day in and day out, you know, walking into the office and attending different meetings and kind of driving your project forward. Without question, and it seems like as students are experiencing a grin internship, they're also getting some semblance of professional development through your all's program and pillars. Yeah, so our philosophy has always been you want to focus on both the what and the how. So, you know, you'll have a project that's real time um, based on business need. And we actually had a grin turn last year uh, in our e commerce team. And when they were wrapping up their uh, summer with us, their project was actually going live and they got to see it. Like it went um, soup to nuts all the way to development. And I think that is super powerful and something to hang your hat on. Uh, and we also, from the, from the how perspective, you know, we do take it a competency-based approach to our talent management. So what are some of those things that can help you when you're kind of entering the workforce that you can take with you at any part of your career? Uh, and that's going to really vary from person to person. So I'm a student and I'm interested in being a Grintern. What does that recruitment process look like or how do I find out about open Grinternships? Yeah, so we do most of our activations in the fall. Uh, so, you know, we have, uh, we're based here in Nashville, um, so Nashville Strong. And so we have a lot of great local partners that, that we'll work with. And again, we're very new, so we don't underestimate the need to continue to invest in building our employer brand uh, just because we have less notoriety. And this was actually just our first, fall 2019 was our first time actually going to campus in a formal way. Uh, so, 
you know, again, if you're at one of our key schools, always recommend uh, whether you're an underclassman or a rising senior uh, to, to check those out and come see us there. I think the other thing is we do, of course, post all of our opportunities um, on our website and we do some small activations here in Nashville and our goal moving forward this year is to actually expand outside of the Nashville area. Again, we wanted to walk before we ran um, and really make sure that we were taking the insights from the program that we developed as we expand to out-of-state schools to support. I think most importantly, though, from an experience perspective, you know, we want everyone to have a great experience with us, even if it's not the right time for them to come on board or, uh, you know, they find something that's more suited for what they're looking to do right now. I think when approaching our talent philosophy, you know, for us, we really look for potential and agility. So are you able to learn from your past experiences? Obviously, you know, you're getting an internship to gain the experience to ultimately be able to differentiate yourself as you're entering the workforce. And so for us, we are happy to teach the what, right? So science shows that the functional technical is one of the, the easiest things to develop in folks. And it's really about, are you self-aware? Are you coachable? Are you curious? Will you thrive on our culture? Uh, how do you feel about change and will you challenge the status quo? And uh, our program this year was designed specifically toward rising seniors because we do want to drive conversion um, and convert those folks to full time. Um, and, and from a process, it's pretty standard. Um, you know, you have a, a conversation with us, you'll do a tour, you'll get to kind of meet some of the other folks that are um, in, in consideration. And then uh, we move forward to offer and then you come on board is, is typically how it works. Definitely. And so what are you hoping besides conversions, obviously, which is great to hear through your internships for students that a student takes away from a internship with Smile Direct Club? So I think first and foremost, confidence. <laughs> so that that comes from, you know, just even our mission as a business is bringing folks confidence um, and having a smile that they love. And I it can be really intimidating, I, you know, I think, you know, coming from and being like, I think I know, but is it what I expected? And, and how, how in the world do I do this? And what is my background or degree actually set me up to do? And, oh, I didn't even know this existed. And that's really the path that I want to take. How do I get there? So I really want folks to walk away feeling confident that they had an opportunity to learn and grow, that they had an opportunity to make an impact, that they met some really great people, and that they can take those learnings with them, you know, as they move forward in their career and whatever path that looks like. I think the other big one for me is that they felt valued and that they felt that they we're able to build and gain a lot of meaningful perspective in the moment and that they can take those skills and pass it forward, as they say, to their friends, to their family, or to wherever they may land from a professional standpoint. Uh, so I think those are probably the two big ones for me personally. And I would bet that depending on the role that you go into, uh, you know, it would be really, that would actually be a really powerful question that, I'd encourage folks to ask their leader when they come on board to any business, like what is it that um, you hope that we can walk away with to create that, that symbiotic and mutual relationship? 
And it sounds like students that are working with Smile Direct Club, they're working on a variety of different projects based on their maybe role that they're going into. Yes. So right, the 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 our initial thinking is really around you're going to have a a dedicated space. Uh, so one thing that I think is really unique is that aside from maybe our STEM roles, the type of degree you have again is very transferable. It goes back to your agility and your passion. So for me, I'm a toxicologist. I went to school for toxicology and I work in HR, right? So it's really about figuring out what it is that I want to do and where do I have passion and where can I add value? And so I always encourage folks like don't limit your what you went to school for, and I'm using air quotes, as the only path that you can take. Um, I think the most powerful careers are those that are on a lattice framework. So you can go cross-functionally within a team. You can go cross-functionally from function to function, and that's lateral as well as promotable. And having that well-rounded perspective will ultimately make you a force to be reckoned with because you're going to have the perspective and the currency when you're trying to drive meaningful organizational initiatives forward, especially the more senior that you get. So students specifically trying to gain that agility that you all are looking for and that growth-oriented mindset, being willing to take on change head on. They may be a freshman in college right now listening to this. And is it ever too early for someone and a student to start to grow their professional network? Yeah. So I think for now, that's a, that's a really interesting question because I think when, when we say the word network, there are so many different styles that can be done for that. And I think it's about asking yourself the question, what is it that I want to be known for? And what are the barriers or the gaps that I have right now? I have always taken the approach when I was kind of networking was coming from a place of genuine curiosity. So I think that, you know, having that arsenal of very powerful questions and being very intentional and acting with purpose as you're identifying who you want to bring along, who can you learn from, what can you teach them as well. Um, I always believe you have to give before you can get, uh, you know, within the best types of relationships there. And again, it goes back to um, for me is how do I position myself to find diverse perspectives that are very different from my own um, to help me challenge my way of thinking. And so the shorter answer is no, it's never too early to start building your network and actually going through that exercise early on can really help you hone in on what that purpose is or what those powerful questions are. Uh, that way you're positioning yourself and you're getting some of that knowledge and understanding before you get to maybe an internship formal stage or even your first formal role outside of the uh, outside of school. So Becky, you've been in the early talent space and have been so well-versed and I'm sure interacted with so many different early talent candidates. What can students do, not only for a good internship, but just in general to differentiate themselves from the pack and take their experiences or anything that they believe are their strong suits and put their best foot forward? Yeah. So uh, I, I love that question. And I think for me, I always encourage folks, you know, know enough to be dangerous when you're approaching someone from a specific organization. So, you know, you'd be surprised what looking and understanding what their culture is, their mission is, you know, five minutes of scanning their website, you can 
typically learn a lot and kind of help facilitate that conversation. I, I will go back to the, the powerful questions as something that I always look for when I'm talking to folks. So if we think about it, um, you know, most campus teams, they will talk to anywhere from 100 to maybe 500 people in a day. Think about how often are they getting the same question, right? So what are those powerful questions that I can ask that will resonate and show that my line of thinking is either elevated or I'm thinking in a more strategic way or I'm coming from a place of curiosity or I've done my homework to really stand out? And I say that that toolkit of powerful questions extends through the entire process uh, because sometimes it's you don't know what you don't know. and by asking and kind of thinking through where can I really diversify and gain the nitty gritty or the really reallys to be able to provide a really meaningful answer and tie it back to my experiences in the most relevant way. Uh, I think the other thing as well that will differentiate is uh, <laughs> I, I do think it's, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of practice. <laughs> so, right, like you come in and I think statistically they say you have like 10 seconds to make a, a good impression. So when you think about kind of your elevator speech, I always encourage folks to make it, again, very purpose-driven, very genuine. You know, what is it that makes you unique? What is it that you want them to know about you? Because everyone can read your resume and that's great. Uh, but what is kind of that two to three sentence overview that will really resonate, feels authentic to you, and will, you know, will ultimately showcase, hey, I can relate to your culture, I have strong agility, here's what I'm passionate about. And don't get me wrong, that's hard to do, it takes a lot of practice, and that, that's where I think that network question that you asked earlier, that's a really great way to kind of test and learn that, um, to kind of build your confidence uh, and your skill set when you're kind of going into those first conversations, um, you know, whether it's on campus or over the phone or even in person. Authenticity and purposefulness can be two things that students can take and really make an impact and an impression like individuals on uh, like yourself, Becky, when when they're going out there and testing the waters, like you saying, having these questions to ensure that they are getting the answers that they want while also being able to brag on themselves a little bit and say, this is why I'm going to be an asset to your company and this is where I think I fit in. Yeah, and uh, I do look after our inclusion and belonging. And so to kind of build on that, I, I definitely think, especially for, um, you know, for women, that, that confidence of being able to brag on yourself, that that's not always comes naturally. I know it doesn't come naturally for me. It took me a long time. And even to this day, I have worked in talent acquisition for a while. And I, interviewing is the worst. Like, it's terrifying. And it's being on both sides of that table, like, it, it never, for me, it never gets easier. So, maintaining that kind of empathetic objectivity and silencing that inner critic, especially from a, from a female perspective is like lean into it, own it. You've got it. Shatter that glass ceiling and, you know, really just show up in the best way possible. Um, because the worst thing that can happen is that you're not selected and that's okay, but you're kind of going out there and you're, you're building that confidence. You're role modeling for others who may also just be nervous or not as confident to do that, uh, you know, but that's definitely something I, I would, I would call out and touch on is, um, you know, from a female perspective is lean into it, um, own it. And, uh, you're probably not the only one having those inner critic thoughts. Um, and the best way for me to overcome that is practice makes perfect. 
Without question, and Becky, we've learned so much today, not only about Smile Direct Club's internship program, but also just ways that students can can put themselves forward no matter what the time is to be authentic and be purposeful and silence that inner critic and be passionate and be able to brag about themselves. Is there anything else that we haven't covered today about Smile Direct Club, your Grinternship program, or just how students can differentiate themselves in general that you would want to leave as a closing thought with our student listeners? Yeah, I, I would say uh, the kind of the, the last provocation I would have for folks to noodle on is the earlier part in your career, you cannot make a bad decision as it relates to your career path. So I, I think that there's power in raising your hand for the jobs that nobody wants or, hey, I am not sure if I'm going to like this and this feels way out of my scope, but I want to give it a go. And I, and I always encourage folks that, you know, let's say if you're a marketing major and you want to become an associate brand manager think about the way that the business works. And again, what are those roles or even more importantly, what are the experiences and how can I get those experiences? Which again, kind of goes back to that lateral movement philosophy uh, and kind of taking risks because at the end of the day, you can always change roles (laughs) and knocking your current role out of the park is one of the best ways to accelerate and show your value long term. Uh, One of the things that I I see a bit is that, uh, and and I was guilty of it too. It's like, I got to the role I wanted. Okay, now what's next? So I, I always believe dig into the role that you're doing now, operate from a place of flawless execution and commitment. And that will open so many doors for you. Uh, and always be open um, to, to opportunities that you may not have expected or thought were on your path or your wish list, because that's where some of your biggest learnings come from. If you're like many people who don't enjoy going to the dentist, I'm sure you have checked out different ways to get the same experience from your home. Well, on this episode of The Internship Show, we speak with Becky Hawk from the leader in the teledentistry space, Smile Direct Club. Becky Hawk is a human resources leader at Smile Direct Club and has experience across many HR disciplines in various industries, including consumer packaged goods, tech, and telehealth. Her goal professionally is to help all talent realize their fullest potential and thrive in their career journeys. Her experience in the talent space and advice to students looking to differentiate themselves in the recruitment process is top of the line. Becky, thanks for taking the time today.